Okay, so I'm recording. Now? Yeah. Lucky. That's <laughs> this is a good point. I'm Megan Kelly. And we are the band of ease. What's the what's the um where it was what's the song with single? Five seconds. It's gone. I have none. People are shouting at me and I have none. Um all my single ladies, all my single ladies, all my single ladies. Now put your hands up. In the club, just the up, doing my own little thing. If you dancing in your head and dancing <laughs> your shoulders. That's why I told you a million people, a million. I think before it was a few, now it's a million. A million yes. people was yelling at me. Yes. So this is a call out to all my single ladies, all my single ladies. Hey. And a note to myself. If I could talk to myself, I was like, "What When I was my single self, <laughs> I was like, "How is she gonna walk herself out of this?" I'm always trying to write songs. It's the Issa Ray and me, but I don't have the practice. But okay, I'm keep practicing. Okay, and you're gonna see my skills evolve and grow. Okay, in lifetime. Okay, we've got an announcement, guys. <laughs> Why did you just make that announcement? Stop breaking news. I'm like, I'm... what's the breaking news? <laughs> and you just over here with. The when books. I was looking at the guys, me and Rakina share books with each other, and, and I do. think that's something that a lot of uh people do, a lot of women do. Mm-hmm. We want to start our own little. We're not starting anything per se, but we're just gonna share with you a little bit of our library. We're gonna call it the Band of Ease, the B O E Library, <laughs> and we're just gonna sometimes share books and we'll talk about what they discuss in the book a bit and some nuggets that we got for it. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple in front of us mm-hmm. um, that we are reading through. The first one is Fervent. And this book was inspired by uh, War Room. Written by the same, the same author, is, author too. And actress. Mm-hmm. She was in the movie. She played the wife Pris- in War Room. Priscilla Trier? Try. I always pronounce her last name incorrectly but this book right here this book gets you through some stuff like when you look up the definition of fervent you will see fervent very hot (laughs) (laughs) no it's um exhibiting or marked by great intensity of feeling and when you think about um Praying fervently, it takes on a different action. And you're not just, oh, I'm going to say a little prayer. You take on a moment of no. Like, fervent means I am intentional about this. I'm dedicated to this. I'm committed to this. It's so much a part of my life that it's a part of every moment. So these are prayers that come with great intensity of feeling. So this, um, I'm just going to buy Webster's. Because we don't have enough. Do we, do we even use another dictionary besides the urban one to give us definitions? No, it's oh, Webster for the. I'm saying. Merriam Webster. 
and tell us tell us some some parts of the book that you really like uh Rakina's ahead of me in this I just she's who introduced me to this book and I thank you for that oh for sure and I'm still um on the introduction I actually but what's crazy is it's a quick read I picked that up already I just haven't um carved up time yet but I want to know what some highlights are right already in the introduction i already picked up that this is about to be some real hardcore intentional um specific prayers time with god so the the we're gonna learn about some furtive prayers so the cover has a post-it note with this um attack through it and it says a woman's battle plan for serious, specific, and strategic prayer. Right. Um, so man, this whole book just spoke to me, to be completely honest. Um, the fact that she breaks it into different strategies though really spoke to me. Um, specifically strategy number two, which is um um, different ways. So the strategies are different ways that the devil comes against you. Mm-hmm. And so um, strategy two is he'll come against your focus. He disguises himself and manipulates your perspective. So you end up focusing on the wrong culprit, directing your weapons at the wrong enemy. Because mm-hmm. it's spiritual warfare. And a lot of times we attack the person. For sure. For sure. For whatever we feel like is obvious in front of us when we're not taking the time to actually see what this is really about. And it could even be the, you you attack externally when you need to be ta- attacking something internally. Always. Um, the second strategy, not second strategy, um, strategy number five was the one against your confidence. That one really um, stuck with me as well. He constantly reminds you of your past mistakes and bad choices, hoping to convince you that you're under God's judgment rather than under the blood. Mm. And she gives um, scriptures under each strategy mm-hmm. to help you combat it, right? Mm-hmm. And then she gives like her own life story throughout the whole book, and she gives you different um, she gives you different prayers to help you. It's just it's phenomenal, and I think um, she even has these little tear outs at the back. Mm-hmm. that say um that you can write in like my prayer for my focus my prayer for my confidence my prayer for my so it's each one of your prayers to combat the strategies that the devil has set up for your um for your demise and this book like i read it so quickly i'll probably <laughs> read it again mm-hmm. i picked um, up on that right away i was like oh, okay when i started to read it i said oh, okay I'm going to be able to sit down and just read this through. For sure. So like, let me, let me get my moment mm-hmm. because that's going to be mm-hmm. and something it's, that you just eat, eat up. It's <laughs> just been, it's been transformative and, um, I highly recommend it. Um, so the, um, part of why we established this is to help, not just to help each other, but to share with you what's helped us as well, right? Which goes along with our mission for Band of Ease. Right. So we'll be sharing books, um, um, not randomly. What's a better word? We'll be sharing... We're going to share books <laughs> as we come across them. Amen. And any book that you guys feel that is worth checking out, 
again, please let us know. You know, reach out to us, send us an email at vanities at gmail and let us know if there's any books. Um, and one of the great things that Megan shared earlier when we were talking about this, when we weren't recording, was she said discussion is great, but the more actionable tools we can personally use and implement will help us to grow from them. Because at the end of the day, our intention is not just to grow as a wife, but it's also to grow as a daughter of God and become a better better wife, mom, sister, friend, self. Um, and that comes through using different tools like this. So we will be reading Fervent um, by Priscilla Schreier. I hope that's how you pronounce her last name. I'm in agreement. Shire. Shire. That's what I'll go with. Priscilla Shire. Shire. But there's an R. Shire. Go <laughs> Google it. Amazon it. Fervent. Read it. Those are your orders. Govern yourselves accordingly. <laughs> um, but before we started to give you our announcement, dun, 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 I think that's just what I'm going to use. I think that's just my sound for band. We need to record it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll <laughs> make sure I gargle before we episode. Um, we were talking about singleness. And what that looks like and what our experiences were like all those many, many moons ago when we were single. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I feel like it was recent. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't feel like that. Re- You've only been married for <laughs> Less three than three years. years. Almost three in July. But um, I know I don't I don't feel like. I, it's hard for me to remember life before him. Not that I can't recall it. It's just I need a minute. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not to say that it's horrible. It's not. It's just, it's different. Hmm. You're making me question, why is mine seem so recent? Possibly because I, but you've known your husband for a long time too, but I've known him for a long time. And... I don't know. I felt like time has flown. Well, that too. I think I think time has definitely flown. I think because you guys have more time that has flown. You know what I mean? For me, it's... I believe that we have two kids. Honey. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> this My is different. totally different. And I missed it. I missed it. No. I thought, you know what was a misconception for me? since that's where my mind is going right now, mm-hmm. is I thought when we were engaged, I was no longer single. You know what? I was not going to bring that up at all. You want me to take it back? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because it's a real actual thing. Yes. Because that's not true. You are single until you are married. You're single until you're married. You I will are say that again. Technically. Single. Technically. I like to just say until you go file taxes and check that box. <laughs> Let's just go by tax returns. But some people file te- file separately. Some, not all, but some. But they can. File jointly. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yes, they can. 
But um, I think for yeah. when I that was one of my um what's the word it was saying expectations. My expectation was always you get engaged, you're no longer single anymore. Well, there is it's a transitional period. But it's definitely still something that you need to be cognizant about asking um, more dialogue, more conversation. And there there is still the opportunity. I'm sure we both know people who have been engaged and did not get married, but it is still an opportunity to say maybe this isn't the right decision for us. For sure. No, you're, you're single until you are completely married. Right. And then I think I jumped the gun a little bit. Um, when I was completely single. Complete, so before engagement. Before engagement. But you had a boyfriend? Or all the way, no, I don't want to say significant other, but no. Um, well, I was a serial dater, though. I rarely had any moment where it was just me. You know, that's a whole That's a whole too. nother episode. And but <laughs> no, this this episode because that would be what I would change about my singlehood is I would spend more time with Getting myself. You. Granted, yeah. yes, you learn in relationships and dating. Uh-huh. But I definitely think that I would just spend more time with myself. Period. That because makes sense. Yeah. I mean what what negative thing would develop from investing in spending more time in there's the concept of self-care mm-hmm. and um i'm a believer that self-care is not all about pampering yourself on the outside but it's also about getting to know yourself spending time right um if there's any childhood trauma right addressing those things unpacking right um and just what do you like? What's your favorites? You know, and, and it just makes you more well-rounded and whole and grow in your relationship with Christ. That's all. That's another thing that I would change. My spiritual walk has advanced more in marriage mm-hmm. because it's felt more pressing mm. because life has just come with more challenges right. since we have been married. Right, right. Um. And before, I wish I didn't take for granted how much I can work on wholeness as an individual. And as you say it, it sounds like such a simple and such a logical um, process, right? Yeah. But for me, like my whole life of singleness was focused on not being single anymore. Right. Like the whole time. (laughs) It was just, okay, well, what... I like you. You like me. Yeah. yeah. Let's be together. Yeah. Or when are you going to ask me out? Or I took the approach of not even asking those things and it was just like I'm in a relationship. Basically, single means you're on the market. Which it should not that mean of, that. No, single should mean exactly what you just said. Me yeah. spending time um, investing in my relationship with God, growing in who I am as a person, and not trying to be in a different stage of life right than where you are now being very present being very present that's what i miss so much i feel like i would have learned so much more i feel like my marriage would have benefited more from me spending way more time with myself before we got married absolutely because then when he asked me certain questions i could answer them because I would know the answers. Right. 
as opposed to going through those different things while we're married. Your level of awareness, your self-awareness would be so much stronger. That and then just knowing, um, hmm, this is a hard one, but like celibacy and that whole... Why is that a hard one? Because if, if I had walked in the way I was supposed to walk, that I knew I was supposed to walk, then there wouldn't be certain soul ties that are still present. Like you never, or I can't say anybody else, for me, I never really thought about the ramifications that being sexually active with um, people other than my husband would have on my marriage. Right. And it's unfortunate too that we live in such popular culture that... I honestly feel uh, glorified. And I'm trying not to sound deep to turn anybody off, but to be straightforward, it it glorifies promiscuous, a promiscuous lifestyle. And um, it definitely has ramifications on your marriage, even if it's just mental or spiritual, um, built-in expectations, whatever it is. It's just a, a, a shedding that you would have to go through that you could completely avoid. And then the level of intimacy that you would experience with your spouse, because I already feel like the marriage bed already um, has such a level of intimacy, but how much more and how much greater would it be um, to have Mm -hmm. valued that Mm -hmm. before it was ever present? For sure. And to have had like, those experiences be first experiences that we experienced together rather than me having a memory that I'm now trying to block out. Right. <laughs> and some, sometimes those memories are negative. Dude. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many ways to look at it. And another thing too is um, pornography. Pornography mm-hmm. actually really pushes an agenda in Mm -hmm. that as well. And I think that's something that a lot of people um, have access to and it um, encourages like a heightened sex drive. And I truly believe that that also can influence your perception on reality in the, within your marriage, within your sex life, within your marriage. Because that is something that you will, if you haven't already, Sex is a topic you will talk about in your marriage. Yeah. Well, you have to. You have to. You really have to. No, no, you do. You really do. Am I being too absolute? (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. We agree? We agree. We agree. We agree. Um, But I do do wish, I I mean, there's some, like, I have some friends who have never, not never. Which is amazing. Which. It's beautiful and it should be encouraged. It is beautiful. Look down upon, frown upon. Especially for men. I do not appreciate it being a societal thing where, oh, if you're a man, like, you need to. It's almost an expectation. It is. It is an expectation. It's an expectation for you to have had several partners. It's an expectation for you to have had several relationships. Like, it's all of that stuff. Right. And, honestly, I have heard... um, a friend who expressed that 
she hadn't dated much prior to her marriage and she wished she had Mm -hmm. more insight into into what dating was like so that she knew how to continue that in her marriage and I just really challenged her and I'm like you do not have to date a whole bunch of people or be a serial dater no offense like no like we're not here this is like the non-judgment nah, not at all so um, i'm not even going going to no offense and all the disclaimers but um i just didn't think that that's a necessary thing that you would have to go through i think that love has a, a way of being authentic agreed that whatever she feels like she's experiencing that dating a whole bunch of people prior to her marriage was solved actually that's probably you're probably a, given the wrong solution to a misperceived problem you, you you guys probably need to work on something else that you're misidentifying for sure um, and I'm not trying to devalue her thought around that but I didn't feel like that is the only way nor would rectify whatever you're experiencing agreed like I do I do feel like um in certain ways I missed out on certain things because I never experienced outside of like college living alone like I went from my mother's house I to my husband's house completely agree with that well not even his house but I went from my mother's house to our apartment and LA is expensive, but it was cheaper then. It was it less was. expensive then. It was. And I had an apartment that was seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month. Which is that it? same place is probably double or oh, triple. Oh, if not, you know? yeah. And um, I only lived there for a year mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. And just you saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Because I would have had to deal with so many like fixing certain things just on my own being comfortable by myself yeah in my own space you know what i mean like they're just, just being comfortable in, in the silence and that's not to say in that your own company it's you know horrible it's just for me i i do miss that mm-hmm. sometimes and i do feel like i would be more prepared now mm-hmm. had i experienced that based off of how you what you know now, how you, if you knew then, what you knew now, oh, how you that use that segment, time. If you knew then, what you knew, exactly. That is this segment. If I had said, <laughs> well, like, true. But, like, if I had spent more time running after God and running after myself rather than running after a dude mm-hmm. or a few of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. where Where would certain dreams be? Where would certain goals be? Yeah. Where would my student loan debt be? Yeah, <laughs> that was a big thing actually for me too. I always thought if I had, because in a relationship, I was a person who always invested in the person that I'm with. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. Rather, it's time mm-hmm. or whatever they're into, kind yeah. of supporting that mm-hmm. and being there for that, being the cheerleader. You know, yeah. you're like practicing to be a wife, or at least in my mind, I felt like. I was trying to present myself as wife material. Which, and so I behaved yes. what I thought a wife like a, a role would be, which I felt like is too much. Like it's too much of a girlfriend. I should not have been playing 
that role in any relationship no. prior like my husband thank god because of all that we've been through mm-hmm. he has exclusively experienced things with me yes. but i feel like he should even on a greater scale right be um <laughs> the recipient of that type of attention and energy for sure and how much greater would i be if i gave myself all of that at least That's- Three quarters. Like, I'm not, I'm not anti-dating, anti-spending no, time, anti-growing no. in love with someone. That's how you even make it to marriage. But just in the space of being where you're like, claim the wife. Like, you're cooking, cleaning, and doing everything at his apartment. And y'all just boot up. and Boot up. And that could actually um, really end up being hurtful. But hopefully, I'm always, always here hoping that things turn out best for anyone in those situations because who wants to experience that right but that's not hurt to me that's not hurtful like I honestly wish I had more friends who said that during the moment you know what I mean yeah. to be like bruh you you but you, your peers are probably doing the same, same thing, thing. Too, exactly right? exactly and your mama telling you but you're not listening to if your you, mama I was about to say if you were told <laughs> you know I, I wasn't told that. I wasn't told that even by adults. I do feel that the expectation. Now I'm in an atmosphere that might address it more, but um, you never the got the I milk and the up, cow. No, tell me the milk and the cow. My mom was like, "If you giving the milk away for free, what makes you think he gonna want the cow?" Whoa! I, I you heard never that heard before. My say, mama didn't say it in our house, but I heard <laughs> that before. <laughs> So I was like, and then, you know, my naive mind, I was like, but I love him. Oh, my God. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's it's interesting because it's not. I mean, in some ways, it's it's the mo- it's the deepest ex- emotion you've ever had, probably, yeah. at that level. Absolutely. Or at that age. So you think that that's... That's why you can't completely devalue it. That is how you get to even have conversations surrounding marriage. But, but it's about how you respond to those feelings. That, and then I feel like there's a level of, of reciprocity. Like, when you were talking about cooking, cleaning, like, doing all the wifely duties... Like, I feel like that is a mental state that not just you have, I've experienced that. I have friends who have experienced that. It's like, let's play high. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like, if I continue to imbue these, if I continue to be this person and act like this, then one day he would see I'm worth it. Yeah. Whereas it's supposed to be us working together. One day, I thought for sure, like, he see this right here. This is, like, he would be crazy. And then and he, he not crazy. Even, but he, <laughs> is he crazy or is he not even thinking of marriage? But see, that's how you know we're, like, getting old. We're auntie now because it's like, girl, you better not be. You better be careful. Mm. You be giving away the milk. You think you want the cow. Because we understand it now. Because hindsight's twenty twenty, but when for you're sure, in it, for sure, it's like he loves me too, right. and I love him, right? But actually, that love mm-hmm. <laughs> looks different, right? And it's not even this is beyond just sexual, yeah. At this point, because like, it's intimate, for it's, sure. It's, it's intimate, for it's sure. Intimacy. That's why I said 
no, I don't want to see anyone to get hurt like that because when it doesn't work out, you you experience pain. But I think you also prayerfully learn and don't necessarily do the same thing. That's absolutely correct. My we journey, though, and we wish I learned, but I don't think I learned for the better. I mm. learned um, in a negative way. The, the way that I took the lesson hmm. was for the negative. So I became maybe less trusting. Um, oh, yeah. Certain qualities that were generated to protect myself. Oh, for sure. Right? From it happening again, even though I'm putting myself in the same situation. Oh, for sure. So and it, it's really ridiculous. It's the definition of insanity. It really, doing the same Thing. And expecting and a different result is the definition of insanity. And I wish, I wish so many people yeah. <laughs> understood that because if mm, I had a point and it left, maybe it'll come back. When um, when I was dating, so he's my ex boyfriend. My husband is my ex boyfriend. So now I'm dating him this time around. Granted, for him, he probably had in mind when we ran into each other um, after four years of not having any communication, he might have felt some way about me initially or immediately based off of us having a relationship together. Mm -hmm. So he was not coming from no awareness of who I was, mm -hmm. but I will say that it was very interesting that I'm married to someone whom I put very little effort or energy into Presenting myself as a wife to him. Mm. I was very consumed at that time because I had gone through relationships and had my heartbreaks. I was at a place where I was very content, single. And I was so consumed so with that. creating my, not creating, but uh, pursuing my goals and desires. And I had vision for myself mm -hmm. as an individual mm -hmm. that I wasn't... Um, even though we were hanging out and we were dating, I wasn't concerned where he fell into that. Which is how, that's the right way, right? Like that's the right so. way to approach that it. That would be my advice. And if I were to give it. That is similar to you our can't story. You wrong investing in you. Honey, I had no blinders on. I was, it's the same thing. Like no when you're. No said, oh, I just, Invested way too much time and energy into myself. <laughs> no one ever said that. And it's for a reason. Oh, I remember. I remember it came back. Thank you. Um, when someone, be a male or female, shares their words with you. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. Or, I don't see a future for us. Mm -hmm. Or any one of these direct statements. You know, it's great. I cannot ever remember those words, but obviously they happen. Which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But if you do mm -hmm. find yourself mm -hmm. hearing and or experiencing these things, mm -hmm. as the late great Dr. Maya Angelou would say, when someone shows you who they are, believe yeah. them. Believe Because them. it will save you. So much time, so much energy. So much time. But then energy, again, you right. should already be focusing on God in yourself. 
You should not be focusing on this other person. However, we understand this is, you know, step by step, day by day. So in case you haven't made it there yet, then understand and listen to the words that they're communicating. Because if someone says, um, you know, I'm not ready for a relationship and you are in your head being like, oh, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, you have missed what that person just said. Right. And it's one thing if you are aware of these things. It's another thing if you're living in denial. Um, I'm strictly speaking to the people who are living in denial. Right. You you feel as though you can change a person. The only person who can change someone is God. Amen. I'm really, I really believe that. You can be the nicest person in the world. You can show someone what it's like to be, um, you know, someone can see God through you. Right. But you, in your own power, you are a human and you are not set up to change people. Right. You you can be a vessel for the change, but and, you not change. And you know, um, something that I do, that I'm sensitive to, mm-hmm. is that while I know now the things that I hold true mm-hmm. and um, how I feel about how much better I could have conducted myself being single how much more I could have um, grew in my relationship with Christ and honestly by personality and I was actually talking to your husband about this earlier mm-hmm. I feel this um, like I need to feel the I need to feel okay. Let me say what I'm saying. So it makes sense. <laughs> I was um, like, let me help her, but I don't. I can't. For me, because celibacy or um, anything, just because for that re- the relationship, a proper relationship, and a loving relationship with God um, while single would have been more sacrificial at the time for mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. I feel like it is in my mind mm-hmm. it feels extremely valuable mm-hmm. I'm the type of person where it's like oh if I go on a walk for this workout it's not enough if I'm not drenching in sweat like oh, I need to feel okay. the progress the sacrifice oh, okay. I'm just that okay. type of person that's a little I wouldn't use the word extreme but I like to see you like to see your results. I like to see or feel yeah. the, the, the transformation or, yeah, it has to be like something tangible. But some, what do you do when it's not, though? You keep living. Okay. I mean, you keep living and you have to trust your information. You, you trust your, I know that walking is good for you, mm-hmm. even if it's easy. Mm-hmm. And so now mm. it feels, it feels harder to say it the way I want to say it because it's easier for me to speak about what I would do when I was single while I'm married of it course. almost feels unfair of course and so but yeah insight, you know the, right and the walking is great for you but I feel like work for it go for it go hard like mm-hmm. how much greater is your blessing like right in argument, you probably would have greater results running or working out harder or getting that sweat than you would taking the easy route and walking. 
but that's just how my brain will think about it. So I do wish that I had that dedication mm-hmm. more early on mm-hmm. so that I can own it mm-hmm. and say, I can speak to this woman this way because I've been there and I did it too. For so, sure. For sure. But where I am, I am saying what I wish I knew. Of course. And, and I so, feel, auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like even within our, our relationship, um, I feel like my husband was way more prepared for marriage than I was. Because he had already had, he had already had the time invested in himself Mm. to know certain things about himself. Mm. Whereas for a good majority of our first, our first year, it was me learning the things about myself Mm. with him, Mm -hmm. which is hard because (laughs) it is. But certain fundamental things yeah, should you. already be <laughs> handled <laughs> before, you know, you add somebody else to it. Right. Um, and then just, um, so for, for the both of us, we had the, the, when we shifted our focus to God and to ourselves is when our um, husbands mm-hmm. appeared, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Right. But there's some people who are searching for marriage, preparing for marriage, and looking for marriage. And I think there's nothing wrong with that, though. I'm not saying there is something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But they shouldn't be married. Wait, what? Like, there's there's some people who are just, like, meant to be single. Yeah, and they're actually called blessed in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, they and, and they know. Like, I'm a person who... You were like, what? I yeah, I, I, I should have hushed up and kept listening <laughs> because I didn't know that that was going to have that curl. And I'm like, okay, preach your peanut. That is a whole thing. That's very true, actually. Because I feel like it's not something that's widely shared so much. No, because we feel like we don't know a whole bunch of people that say it. Or if someone says, oh, I don't want to be married, we're like, yeah, like, we don't believe it deep down. Like, someone's going to change them or, you know, and some people don't or some people want to and it never gets to that threshold. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. The, nothing the at the Bible calls them blessed. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but also blessed for the reason that they are able to give that devotion to God without for distraction. Sure. For sure. Um. I do want to mention something that I thought was amazing, Mm -hmm. which was, um, his name is Pastor Michael Todd. Transformation. Transformation Church. And he has lots of YouTube videos, um, on different topics, ranging from faith to marriage. And one topic that he goes over is singleness. And if you go online and put in Michael Todd and put in singleness. Um, he has one, it's a three-part series, or don't quote me, it might be more parts, but I know for sure it has at least three parts and a single not alone. I I think it's worth checking out. And this for is sure. something that I wish I saw mm-hmm. um, when I was single because right now it really, really speaks to me and how I know um, he delivers his word very well is because I personally feel that way. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I have a friend who is single, and the word that she gets from him motivates her. Mm. He has a definite 
motivating um and it doesn't stray from the scripture right for sure it has a motivating quality and mm-hmm. and it's still in truth and i think that that is worth checking out like if you anywhere in your heart and in your mind want to be like you know i do want to do that but it's difficult or but it's hard mm-hmm. you're gonna have to put things into your mind like everything that we do could be hard or difficult like our workouts mm-hmm. or saving or going to work every day if we don't love our jobs those things are difficult so we have to actually put in the effort and the energy to be in your word to surround yourself with people who are encouraging mm-hmm. the lifestyle that you want to maintain mm-hmm. and um rather that's also in reading like we mentioned fervent um, as something that we recommend that has already been a blessing to Rakina, I look forward to reading it myself. You should definitely check this out. Yes, uh, Singleness by Pastor Michael Todd on YouTube. Plug. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> but it really like because we got to be out here like really supporting one another, and I think that too. I have a daughter. You do. And a son. Let me not. I see. <laughs> I fall. I fall trapped into that myself. I have a daughter and a son who I have to raise them to value themselves above popular culture. Mm. And I don't feel like that's going to be an easy task. They're small now, so... Mm-hmm. Um, They're more... Um, I have I have their ear. Right. You know what I mean? For and sure. I want to know that I'm putting in the effort and the energy right. to treat them all of their worth all of their value right. and how much they are loved. Right. And for that to live, be carried out in their lifestyle and in their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we do the best and then they do, you know, but they say train up a child and that's going to be part of my training. Amen. And so I just love to, if, if there's tools, we would be selfish to keep them to ourselves. If there's something that could help anyone else. Amen. And that's not to say, because um, I, I don't think we mentioned this earlier, like there are some people who are divorced. Yeah. And that, you know, falls back into singleness. Yeah. And I think part of the, I have not been divorced, but I have, you know, friends and family who have been. Mm-hmm. And part of what um, I've always wanted them to understand especially when it comes to me because a lot of times they don't want to share certain things with me or share certain um speak with me about certain things because they'll feel like oh well you know my marriage wasn't successful or my marriage didn't do this or you know we're not married anymore so I don't want to like that's still an experience for you right and you're still learning in there for sure and that's not to say that um there's not healing that can be experience from that Mm -hmm. that they can um apply to themselves Mm -hmm. and not carry over into another relationship be it another marriage or another commitment Mm -hmm. so i just always want to ensure that people who are um who have been married before don't necessarily don't feel like they're not you know on our minds or yeah that they're not included very important conversation for sure because you are yeah and you one are. thing that's fluid in them, <laughs> okay, now I'm sounding preachy, but one thing that's fluid in them is God. So 
married, single, divorced, widowed, all of it, mm-hmm. that's one constant thing that we can hold on to. For sure. And it's one thing that should unify us. It is. There's so much power in prayer, and we have to intercede for these people. Amen. And we can't forget that. We can't forget our power. I think that's a beautiful ending point. Yeah. Don't forget your power. What do we talk about today? Singleness. Singleness. And I mean, it's a conversation that I really do hope that we can bridge the gap in having conversations with our single sisters um, as married women. I do feel like sometimes there is a wedge that happens and I'm here with an invitation to let's have conversation. It doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Olive you know. branch. This is our olive branch. Yeah. So. And don't we, forget to check out Michael Todd and Transformation Churches. Yeah. And Fervent. Um, and Fervent. Because we'll be bringing that back up. Yeah. We'll see you next time. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whoop whoop. The information shared in this podcast is a reflection of our experiences and unique testimonies, which includes weaknesses and growing points. We realize that so many times the enemy will try to shame us for our process, when the truth is that our testimony is where our power lies. We are learning and maturing just like you. We are not a substitute for clergy, and any views or opinions represented in this podcast are solely ours or those of our guests. Our opinions are personal and not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Do you have any questions, comments, or discussion for future episodes, email us at bandofeaves at gmail.com. Follow us online at Band of Eves on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe and share with a friend.